The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello and welcome to another episode of IGN's number one PlayStation podcast that we produce right here at IGN. I'm your host filling in for Jonathan Dornbush, Max Scoville, and I'm joined once again by Brian Altano and Matt Kim. Hey, does that that implies we have several PlayStation yeah. podcasts here, and but this is the best of them. No, we don't have any other ones, but this is the best one. Yeah, that's There's right. No competition, we won. We're the number one. Because we killed all of the other PlayStation shows yeah, at IGN. Yeah. There was one that I started filming in my apartment, but y'all were like, what is this? Take it away. It's garbage. And, yeah. And they, I don't know. I mean, you know, GameScoop and Next Gen Console Watch, they, sometimes they talk about PlayStation, but they don't do it like we do over here at Beyond. <laughs> we know what we're talking about sometimes. This week, we kind of don't because Sony decided to... Well, okay. I don't know what Sony decided to do. We have no idea. Dude, what you, let's, just, hold, let's just pull back the curtain here. Okay. So for... <laughs> first of all, hi, everybody. We're hey, all back in the studio so. having a great time. For, for weeks now, uh, there has been this rumored uh, late July playstation god of war state of play where we're going to get the 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 release date we're going to see you know kratos grew out his hair it's a whole beautiful thing all this beautiful stuff's going to happen right uh uh Corey Balrog, who works on the original game, and it's not overseeing the new one, but is probably yeah. connected in some capacity, has been teasing on Twitter with uh, like gifts of Kratos, and he's celebrating, he's partying. All like there's just where's you know there's smoke, there's fire. Where there's going to be a, a state of play at the end of the month. Focus on God of War. Tomorrow is the end of the month, and it, as of right now, which is uh, <laughs> ten twenty four uh, Pacific time, there's the last game, or I guess the new game. Hard, hard, who could tell? We have like a curse here to yeah, just always yeah. come in. We're always like late to the party or right before the party. And then we're like, yep. nothing's <laughs> happening. Like last week we were like, oh, this fall's looking kind of kind of slim. And then somebody in the comments is like, hey, how dare you? God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us Part II, Forspoken. And it's like, well, one of those is a game I already played that is now prettier and more complicated. Another yeah. one is a game that has been delayed enough times that I'm sort of forgot it exists. And yep. I'll believe it's real when I'm playing it. And the other one doesn't have a release date. So can you blame me for being like, oh, it doesn't seem like that's coming out. It seems like maybe it's coming out, but... I don't. I don't know. It's almost like Sony's trying to keep us from knowing about that. So, yeah, and so this um, this is not us airing our grievances. This is us holding a mirror up to you and your grievances because you want to know where this game is, and so do we. And so our plan this week was we're gonna do we're gonna do a live uh, post show state of play podcast beyond reacts to the release date, which is us probably being like amazing. I love release dates. November is my favorite month or whatever. Or they took Starfield's date. The the nerve, the gall. But none of those things have happened yet. So we're here today, and we're gonna make the best of it. Yep. No, we're gonna do that's the, we're gonna do it. And if by some Stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're hearing rumblings about that. This Sony's just going to put up a gameplay trailer and a blog post in 
you know, the, the least exciting manner possible. Well, then in that case, um, go check that out. Yeah. It's up. That's I don't know right. if it's up. We're recording it before that went up. In, so. in the meantime, I, I will be your designated angry bald guy <laughs> this week at the end of June to close off Summer of Gaming. And I, I don't have any Kratos tattoos, but yep. Not here we late. are. Boy, yeah, I sure wish we had a release date. Um, okay, so speaking of release dates and things maybe coming out in November, uh, Industry Insider Alumia Italia, probably somebody you know. I don't know. Oh yeah, because yeah. I you know I just know all the Italian. <laughs> I like to think that you're really you're really like heated on like the Italian corner of games. And ciao, yeah. Alumia. <laughs> no, you got my gaming news. <laughs> anyway, no. ciao. You could say ciao both times. That's what's cool. We you don't can do have that. that you can do that because yeah. you're Italian. Chris Pratt. If you do said that. hello at the end of a phone call, people would think you were a killer. <laughs> but in Italy, it's legal. That's cool. <laughs> That's, Things uh, are going it's well Italian for Aloha. <laughs> anyway, boys. <laughs> anyway, um, they say that uh, Skull and Bones is coming out November eighth. It took us a second to get there. Really buried the lead on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, there's been a there was an Xbox posting. Uh, your number one source for release dates. Xbox's storefront apparently. Yep. Um, there's apparently you know a bunch of DLC went up because it's a Ubisoft game. There's a pre-order bonus. There's the Bloody Bones Legacy Mission, the okay. Ashen Corsair Mission, the Smuggler Pass token, digital soundtrack, art book, premium bonus pack, etc. Skull and Bones. I I need to point out that this game was invented because people thought that the ship combat in Assassin's (laughs) Creed 4 was cool, which it was. But that's how long this game has been in development. I I played this game at E3 2017. It was was revealed at E3 2017. Yeah, so I played it there and I was like... Interesting. Not for me. And then since then, um, a bunch of a bunch of things have happened. Sea of Thieves came out. You know, not to compare the two, but uh, this this game allegedly won't have um, basically when you land in like the hub areas, yeah. you'll walk around, interact with NPCs, and trade stuff. But it's you you won't do combat on foot. This is a this is a, a ship combat focused game, which I think if you're into that, very cool, cool. Like it's I'm 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 more like from a morbid curiosity perspective. I want to know what took so long. Where is the game at now? You know, what's what's the what's the long term plan for it? Because I know Yubi's not going to just launch a game and be like, "It's done, goodbye." Like they want to, they want you to season pass it, and they want to, you know, they'll be like, "This is our living, breathing ocean for the next." 10 I think years. this is going to be like a For Honor with boats kind of yeah. situation, where it's like it's doing enough sort of new and novel stuff combat wise that it's not just aping some existing formula, but it's clear cut like a games as a service, and it's very much going to be it's going to you know float or sink. Little boat stuff for you. I was there. thinking of a good pun I, there. It's like yeah. sh- shore yeah. honor. So like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just one man, right? I'm. I don't think like a. a You're major, actually two people, two people in a costume. I'm, I'm <laughs> three wolves inside. No, I'm one man. <laughs> I'm one man, and I don't think like a multi-million-dollar company, right? So I can't speak for Ubisoft. <laughs> and I just want to speak for myself here. But if I, let's say, I had a, a, an article due, right, and then I spent eight years not turning it in, yeah. When I put that article out finally eight years later, I would simply just put it out there and never think about it again. (laughs) And that's obviously you can't do that with Skull and Bones. You can't do that if you're a video game company. I as an individual, however, if if I'm late to the party... I would choose to forget and choose to not see. There's there's a, there's a phrase about you know um, putting uh, investing a lot of time into something uh, and then having to finish it be- only simply because you invested that much time in it, and it is called uh, sunken ship fallacy. <laughs> and that, that's no, that's that's what it feels like at this point. It's like they they have to you you can't 
You know, if there's like a chest of doubloons at the bottom of the ocean, that is literally a sunken cost. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. And maybe there is, you know, maybe it'll be like Wind Waker. You could drop a little claw down there. We're not really boat guys over here, so we don't really have a lot to contribute to this conversation. I wear a captain's hat now and day on the weekends, you know, when I'm feeling frisky. But other than that, not so much. I don't want to know about that at all. (laughs) Um, But no, if you're excited for this game, cool. Uh, It seems like it's actually going to happen. It might theoretically get a release date this November. Um, this November, which I think a year ago, when we always do this, we were like, this is going to be the biggest November of all time. And now we're like, it's two or three games <laughs> tops. That's what we said last year when we were like, last year, November is going to be the biggest November of all time. And then those all got pushed to this year. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, okay, then this November. Yeah. But I have a good feeling about next November. You know, people get mad at us for doing that. And I, I, I need to point out that we are enthusiast press, right? But if we were like... I don't know, pessimist press. And we were like, next year is going to suck. It Next year is going to be the worst year in video game history. Like, that, I, that, no one wants that, right? And you, none of you actually think it's going to be the worst year in video game history, especially th- next year, because everything from this year will be playable next year, hopefully. Yeah. God of War, more like Godot of War, because we're waiting for it. Nice. Anyone? Nice. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I read wow. in college. Anyway, I read in college. Um, so. Okay. All right. So speaking of grand theatrical... <laughs> Theater, whatever. Um, we got some rumblings about the Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West TV show, which is called neither of those subheads. It is, in fact, Horizon 2074, which kind of tells us a bit about what this game is going to be covering a little bit. Um, this this comes by way of, I guess, I guess if you film anything in Toronto, they totally just blow your cover and they're like, here's everybody working on your thing and what it's <laughs> called also. And I don't know, maybe they should have called it Blue Harvest or something. Give it a code name. Um, but basically... Uh, it sounds like it's going to be set in the year 2074. And like full disclosure, like none of us are, um, you know, horizon experts by a long shot. Like, I think that that, like, I, you know, the gameplay is cool, but I feel like the story is definitely not a thing that I, I will say that like the, and, and this has pissed people off before, but like the lore is one of, one of the, not the least interesting parts to me. I don't specifically connect with the lore in the same way I connect with the exploration and the combat. The, the, I really, really enjoyed the first game. The second one, not as much, but the first game I really, really enjoyed because exploring it was really fun. Leveling up stuff was really fun. Beating the crap out of things were really fun. I, I love the traversal, blah, blah, blah. It's gorgeous. But the the lore, which ultimately led to me like collecting broken mugs for a trophy, um, is not necessarily my favorite part about it. And so... This is a prequel story that will establish the, you know, the the sort of the the actions that set in motion that eventually get okay, to so where we are in the games. Hold on. So let's back this up, because actually the, the games do have a lot of stuff that takes place in the sort of the before times, like the before the pre-apocalypse, I guess you could call it. Um, and that is that basically all kind of like I went to this the Horizon fandom wiki, whatever, and the sort of latest point in that prior to all the dinosaur robot stuff in the distant future is in uh, the years 2066 to 2068, which is basically when everything dies, like the all exposed human populations, macrobiotic life, land organisms and all marine life are effectively extinct or exterminated or whatever by 2060. Food is gone. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. And then everything else picks up in like 2154 thereabouts when life that's finds when, away that's when hades does all the terraforming so what year did demolition man take place <laughs> i should know what isn't it like 2007 oh oh we already passed it yeah i think so oh man yeah congrats yeah, we all we survived did. demolition man <laughs> anyway um but yeah so that's 
um, that's a, that's weird. Like, I think our first sort of knee jerk reaction was going to be like, oh, this is going to be like a uh, sort of an office facility uh, sci fi type thing, like mm-hmm. a sort of a Westworld or a severance, maybe of just being it, like, here are people who are, you know, they're hard at work making robot murder dinosaurs. What could go wrong? And then there's sort of intrigue that happens and you get there will definitely uh, be like a, a an evil corporation. Mm. Um, I don't know if Lance Reddick will be involved, but he will be on the Netflix show. About for, Resident an, Evil. for Resident Evil, which yeah. is about an evil corporation. Mm-hmm. It would be so. funny if he played an evil corporation man in Resident Evil and then an evil corporation man again in the Horizon show and then they're the same character. He's Albert Westerbo. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Um, I, I would have a good time with that, actually. <laughs> and they just never addressed it. Yeah. But I feel like... I Horizon. have to go home to my mansion. <laughs> <laughs> I left a light on in the basement. Wink. <laughs> Hope I remembered all my various keys. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I'm sure I'm sure hardcore Horizon fans have their their proper speculation about what this is. You know, I mean, we're not we're not experts in that department. So it's interesting. I think there's definitely any curiosity I had as sort of a casual fan. It kind of pulls it back a little bit because I was sort of like, oh, they're going to do a, you know, a, a robot dinosaur survival mm-hmm. distant futuristic apocalypse show. Mm-hmm. And this makes it seem like not so much. So I'm extremely curious to what it looks like, what it's about. I think you'll have a couple shots of them like making smaller scale yeah. robot stuff. What's that company that, that they're always just like, they Boston put, Dynamics. Boston yeah. Dynamics. They're always just like, here's a guy that could kill you. I'm just going to put a bunch of LEDs and a yellow yeah. wire on one of those. And yep. I mean, look, it was true for, for Steven Spokeman in Jurassic Park and it's true now. People really like dinosaurs. Yeah. If you just show a dinosaur, you've got a hit. You know? I agree. That's it. I agree. There was a, there was a, sh- there's a show a couple years ago long time ago actually on fox i want to say called i think it was terra nova and it started the bad guy from avatar mm. steven lang oh yeah and uh it was about a bunch of people that like accidentally crash land didn't you they make can a, stop me whenever didn't they make they, an mmo alongside that i think so oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i was they, literally trying to think of the name of that to tell a friend about that like two days ago yeah and so they crash they like go through a rift or some crap and they land somewhere that has a bunch of dinosaurs and then it was canceled at the end of its first season mm. so people how did big, how big were these dinosaurs they were really big in Photoshop where they made them mm. because they didn't look very good. Okay, Hundreds of centimeters tall. They it's, were regular. I mean, regular size. That's a weird question, actually. They were yeah. dinosaur sized. <laughs> I don't know. Look, look, I'm not a dinosaur expert, but okay. I'm putting on my dinosaur expert hat. Right? <laughs> you don't get one of those. It's called, it's called a pith helmet, dude. Come on. Who did you steal that from? You I, can't get one of those if you're not a dinosaur expert. We don't talk about it, but basically you want bigger dinosaurs and yeah. you want them to not look like Photoshop. Yes, and then that's how you get a hit. Yeah, I, was there is there a is there a time where people made them too small by accident? Is that a fear? They're baby dinosaurs at some point. The Compsognathus yeah, but that's the, is not a big dinosaur. Yeah. It's a very small one, but in grand numbers. But it's like if you ask deadly. me, I'm to like an eight year old girl. If, if you've I, seen the Lost World, if I was like, I have a baby, and you're like, how big is that baby? <laughs> that's a weird. Question. You can ask how big a baby is. I don't know if you can ask how big a baby is. Uh. Let us know in the comments below if you can ask how big a baby. Oh, did you hear that? Oh, somebody's mad. We're not talking about video games. So that's let's right. talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. 
The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using MyVPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. We don't know, you know, we're not the, we're not the biggest experts on the Horizon stuff, but... We pretend to be experts on FromSoft and what they are doing over there. And what they're doing over there is continuing to make From Software games. Give it up for FromSoft. Very happy they're still making games. I was afraid they'd quit after Elden Ring, but they're not. <laughs> yeah. It's a high note, though, to leave yeah, on, it's right? it's cool to go out on top. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. You know, so first, first piece of news is that they are recruiting for several new projects, which, again, is a non-story. We did an entire episode on it last week. If you want to check that out, Sucker Punch is also recruiting for new projects because video game companies that make video games continue to make video games. Imagine yep. that. Starbucks is hiring. Yeah, that, <laughs> making making coffee over there. Games? Heat up a thing in a no convection oven, go nuts. Um, but yeah, basically, they they posted a list of 22 job roles uh, covering game design, programming, art design, graphic design, a lot of design, animation, art design. I already said that. Visual art, movie design, technical art, sound. The one interesting one is a research and development position, which sort of suggests that that would be very that would be early in development. Mm. That would be. Mm. I mean, again. That's what it says in the article. I didn't write that. I don't know who wrote that. Who wrote Matt Perslow, the other Matt. But basically, yeah, they're they're gearing up for something else, but they apparently do have other things in the works. One thing 
The next project is in its final stages of development, and this is an unannounced game. Back in 2018, somebody spoke to Miyazaki about what was what FromSoft was working on, and he said that they had two unannounced projects, and one of those turned out to be Elden Ring, which is now out, and presumably we're going to get some cool DLC for that. I really hope we do. I'd like to see what they do over there. I hope they do like the Forza Horizon thing and just add Hot Wheels tracks all <laughs> over the land, and you just ride your horse all over that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's not a good idea at all. Someone's no? mad at me no. now. But right. basically he said that there's, there's another thing that... <laughs> in development that now at this point still hasn't been revealed. Right. And uh, then again, there's also those Armored Core screenshots that leaked. Yep. So it seems like it's probably Armored Core, mm -hmm. which is interesting, but I, I think that it's going to be really interesting to see. I already said interesting. It's going to be really funny to see how that lands because Armored Core, obviously storied series. People, yeah. people love it. It's got a long, long history. They've made a lot of Armored Core games and expansions, but the last one was in 2012. Have y'all played Armored Core, by the way? No, okay. I never did. So Armored Core is like a really fascinating game in that like I think people, I, me, I'm people, I played it thinking it was going to be a cool robot game where I could like add a railgun and a machine gun to a big robot and then shoot other robots and right. then just be done with it. It's a FromSoft game. Yeah, and it is to a point, but it's also like a mech management game. And so like you actually have to like engineer a robot. And so like if you're like off on your designs and you're your giant gun sucks too much power or something your unit just doesn't fly and they're just they won't let you like leave the the bay they'll be like you're you you've designed a bad robot it can't fly so it's like kerbal space program but with robots yeah and and combat. Then, and then you're not allowed to leave until you fix until you make a better robot and so i i spent i spent like 40 minutes just being like i don't understand how any of these parts work mm -hmm. i'm trying to build a robot that can fly please let me leave and shoot other robots <laughs> and the game was just like no you cannot leave until you build a good robot <laughs> That's, well, that, that's like, I mean, it's kind of like in the FromSoft games when they're like, you're wearing too much pants. Yeah. It's going to be really hot and heavy out there and you won't be able to roll. Have a good one. <laughs> um, I think that uh, Armored Core will probably connect with people simply because this year of getting Elden Ring, which is one of the best games ever made and one of the best FromSoft games ever made, kind of like held people over. People are happy, right? Like that's a great game. And I think what they can really do is announce hey, we're making supplemental content or DLC. We're making a whole new, you know, island that you can get on via, you know, Haunted Chariot, like in Bloodborne or whatever, uh, when you go to Kanehurst. Like, there's there's a lot of opportunity there. And so for me, I think that in in a weird way, FromSoft sort of backed themselves into a corner. It is an incredibly lucrative open world corner, but um, they're going to have to make big games the size of Elden Ring to satiate that brand new audience that they got mm. this year. That, that game is more popular than any game they've ever made by a significant majority. People love it and people are going to want more of it. And making open world games is hard. It takes a lot of people and a lot of years and a lot of moving parts. So I think they're, if they're staffing up, they can start making smaller armored core shaped games and they can also make sequels to Elden Rings, spinoff, DLC, blah, 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 blah. So, I mean, every FromSoft game or at least like the Soulsborne ones have gotten like a pretty significant chunk of DLC yeah. to go with it. Um, I played through all the Dark Souls 3 DLC last year, this year, and I just adore it. It's mm. like the Ring City stuff is like some of the coolest stuff they'd ever done. And then uh, there was a bunch of areas in Elden Ring that kind of reminded me of it. I loved all the DLC for Bloodborne. Um, so I, I can't wait to see more stuff for all Elden Ring. All one DLCs. <laughs> yeah. Well, that it was a big one. It was. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was a big, huge area with a lot of optional stuff. And that uh, big wet baby with the bag. It. I liked it. it okay. Good. I don't like the ba the baby with the bag. Bubble gum mm, boy. I, don't like I hate that, that guy. That <laughs> you kick his ass on the beach boy. and then you just stand there and he look sucks. at the sun. No, he's, like, I'm mad at him still. Um, no. So this is interesting. I'm 
since the last Armored Core came out, From Software has become almost synonymous with Soulsborne games. Yeah. The last Armored Core came out, I think, six months after Dark Souls 1 did. And that was kind of their their big breakthrough that became that became Souls games. That was, mm-hmm, you know, effectively mm-hmm. Demon's Souls 2. But here we are, you know, more than 10 years later. There's my voice. Look at these. <laughs> look at these horrible men. For those of you listening to the audio, we're just ogling some monsters in Bloodborne. My big baby boys. Look at those funny I, I boys. Like, yeah, um, I got to go and play Bloodborne again. That's why. Yeah, do. right. It's really hard to jump back into it uh, after Elden Ring because you can't jump yeah in it. you can do like a roll hop you can you can mm-hmm. jump it's just it's a it's a whole it's like a combo mm-hmm. you know anyway Elden ring or sorry armored core they've already rebooted the series twice they've already done this like the, i think like three was a reboot and then four was also a reboot something like that yeah. mm-hmm. which is kind of funny it's almost like just make i don't know make new games but um, <laughs> yeah i'm i mean i'm i'm happy for uh Armored Core fans because i feel like every time there's a FromSoft rumor yeah. or logo or anything those people are always there and you're always like, you're not going to get this. Yeah. You're like you contrarians, like you, <laughs> you devil's advocates or whatever. Like you guys have to be like, it's it's almost like they're the, the ones in the corner. They're just like, play the d- deep cut B-side yeah. song at the concert. And it's like, you're not going to do that. And no, they, were, they, they are though. They were FromSoft fans before FromSoft was cool. I know. We're the, we're the people that showed up and were like, play the radio hit. Yeah. You know? Uh, um, did y'all ever see, there was like a viral fan art uh, that went on Twitter a couple, I don't know, it reappears every now and then, but every time someone talks about Armored Core, it shows up. Basically, it's like concept art that makes an Armored Core game look like a Dark Souls game. Ooh. Right? So there's like the like Dark Souls UI with the health bar and the boss right. bars and stuff like that, and there's like a robot, and that's presumably your character, and he's got a big sword, and he's fighting a ginormous robot, and that's the boss. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm down to play anything that they make. So at this point, like, I feel like like the, even even if it does get obtuse, and even if it is like they won't let me outside until mm-hmm. my my robots just right, I'll I'll do it because I want to I want to I want to explore the worlds that FromSoft builds, and I don't care if that's with robots or you know dark mm-hmm. fantasy horse skeletons, whatever you want to throw at me, I'm out there. I want to go do it. I, I love I love it. good Mac stuff. I I should have gotten an armored core, but I was just, I was building a lot of Gundam models instead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's it's gonna be. They know that this is a very tricky game to put out because yeah. they do have that you know group of people who played armored core back in the day but it's been it's been 10 years it's been more than 10 years and they're also you know they got everyone's attention with El- with elden ring like mm-hmm. that was that is their best-selling game one of the best-selling games of the year it's which is great it's huge but it's this is that is a hard act to follow yeah it especially is. if you put out like a sort of obtuse robot game when everyone's mm-hmm. finally figured out how to play the sort of obtuse fantasy <laughs> games well do do what capcom did with village and just like put up a jpeg and be like whoa everyone <laughs> was excited well we better make a little bit more of it like that thing and then what a year later they're like oh we are doing dlc for village yeah. and here's who it is here's the ending to village <laughs> for some reason that was a, you know? that was an odd move but yeah do that you could just be like hey we know you all loved elden ring it's our best-selling game we're gonna make more of it and also hey weird robot men here we go armored core stuff that's happening too so why not both you yeah know? why not both why not both that commercial was so right mm-hmm. yeah no there's <laughs> it's nice to hear that it's in the final stages of development because if we had like an elden ring sized weight for the next FromSoft game that would be, I don't know, kind of a bummer. I would hope, I hope that we would, hope we'd get stuff sooner than that. Have they confirmed DLC for Elden Ring? No, yet? no, no. no right? uh, there's like you can in the game. I think there are all these like little like open ends where people are like this is where DLC is going to go. Oh you know, like, yeah, I'm I'm very down. For, I mean, all 
narratively all you have to do is just make an elevator yeah that goes that goes so 15 minutes down into like something mm-hmm. and then it's just like no, haunted just, wailing happening yeah. and then <laughs> another, get... another meteor strike just blow a hole in the ground go down yeah there, see what's down there god that game was so good so goddamn good <laughs> mm-hmm. now miyazaki said one thing that is just it makes me very very excited very excited mm-hmm. and he says that they are already working on yet another game yep. with him as the director which they plan to have be a more abstract fantasy than anything they've done in the past. Which, wow. Which is kind of like, he's already done a lot of abstract. Oh, Sekiro yeah. is a fever dream. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all played it, but I like, did, yeah. Sekiro is no, where you're just like, oh, cool ninja game. No, Sekiro is crazy. You yeah. Know? And that, I think that like it, Sekiro hides a lot of its uh, weirdness early on. Yeah. And then you, you keep going and going and you're just like, oh, okay. You went like completely insane with a bunch of fantasy characters. Like, and not even just like a big snake, but there's, there's like straight up, you know, zombies in that game. And yeah, not, not to spoil anything, but headless apes, you know, it gets fun. It gets fun. I should take another stab at that one. I don't know, man. It's yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you would. So the thing is with Sekiro, Sekiro is their hardest game by far. And that's because you can't, summon weird internet people to come kick the boss's butt for you you can't really level up to a point where you're like op uh cheesing is is possible with like some specific stuff but like a lot of like a lot of the goofy nonsense that people kind of use to skate by from soft games you can't really do here it's really just about parrying and blocking and, Mm. and pure raw skill and for some people f yeah that's the best thing in the world and for others um i don't know that i don't do that and so but man, when you beat bosses in this game, it feels so. That's cool. So I might, I still might give it a shot. I, I actually, I like rolled a new Bloodborne character just mm-hmm. for the hell of it, and just jump back in post Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. And you know, part of that is sort of knowing where everything is and knowing, you know, memorizing all the patterns and everything. But I definitely have gotten better at. I have gotten gooder, as they would say. Yeah. And it's just, it's sort of funny to be like, oh, okay. And I also, I think my first Bloodborne <laughs> character gooder. who I just stuck with. <laughs> I think I just rolled the worst character. Like, yeah. I didn't know how to, I didn't know what I was doing with stats in that game until maybe like 60 hours in or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm just wasting my money on things that I don't use because it sort of made numbers go up that I didn't know what they were for. But anyway, that's exciting. I hope th- I, I'm again, they're going to keep making games and I'm happy about that. Yeah. That's yeah. good news. Thank you all for buying Elden Ring. Yeah. Good work, everybody. We did it. We're we're going to get more games. Now, if you don't like buying games, but you do like paying one monthly subscription service, boy, do I have news for you because more games are coming to PlayStation Plus this month as they do every month. And this month, the games are Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Man of Medan and Arcade Again, which I think has been in sort of a pre-early release alpha type of thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, it's about this dog with trousers who goes on all sorts of jumping adventures. <laughs> no, it's Crash Bandicoot. This one is the it's the PS4 and the PS5 versions. It's a jeans rat yeah. <laughs> that loves fruit. <laughs> it's like Sonic if you worked at PacSun. It's fine. <laughs> and then there's uh, Dark Pictures of Anthology. I've been meaning to check this one out. I liked Until Dawn. The I completely I didn't dip in any of these. I've been paying attention to everyone who's been playing the quarry, which mm. seems like a good time. Mm-hmm. These games always, I mean, they're they're sort of intentionally B movie games, yeah, which yeah. is which is cool. And I someone was telling me that this these one the Dark Pictures anthology they're shorter. Mm-hmm. The thing I always want from these like narrative experiences is they're they want to be movies. They want to be like you know linear narrative with a little bit of control, a little bit of agency where you choose your own adventure and all that. 
but they're always they're always too long. They're always like short by video game length standards. Mm-hmm. And when I say like I want these to be shorter, I don't mean less gameplay. I mean one playthrough is shorter. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. make it so that you can play through the game entirely in two hours, three hours, and then be like, that was interesting. Let me try that again and have your choices really just completely mm-hmm. scattered. I think I think a lot of devs and this this goes back to you know even uh telltale and uh quantic dreams and stuff like that they have adapted the philosophy of a choose your own adventure book but they missed the point that you can read through those books multiple times yeah. in one or two sittings you know give read one of those chronologically just turn the pages yeah it's insane it's like having it's a head injury it's great yeah it's a good time i think that's how some people just exist you know some yeah, people just i can believe it so that's their life it's not what, great. Was it choose your choose your own adventure is like a, a trademark thing? Like games and, yes. and stuff cannot actually be called choose your own adventures because yeah. there's a company that owns that specific order of words and mm-hmm. they are litigious. Yeah, yeah. you're. you're it's it's got to like, be some dude sitting in like a like a storage unit in upstate New York. Yeah. who's like, I own it. It's mine. <laughs> yeah, I no, that's this adventure. There's there's been a bunch of times over the last few years where people have attempted to use that and they're like it's a choose your own adventure and a lawyer flies in and just like <laughs> drop kicks them in the face it. same thing with the word barcade which you're not allowed to use mm. that's owned by barcade in new york city okay which is annoying so oh, i used yeah. to like host a travel show where we would go to arcade bars <laughs> yeah band-aid kleenex weed wecker popsicle those are mm. all mm-hmm. things you cannot say or otherwise you gotta pay somebody 65 cents q-tip i yep. think is a cotton swab the rapper too no, yeah sure and the rapper yeah he's, anyway he's been in jail for years for being named after Anyway, Arcadegeddon, uh, which is also on PS4, PS5, is uh, it's from Ilphonic, who did uh, Predator Hunting Grounds, and the I think they worked on slash published the Friday the Thirteenth game. And they're making a Ghostbusters. They're game working right on now. Ghostbusters game, yeah. And their their whole their whole kind of thing is uh, typically sort of some kind of asymmetrical multiplayer type thing. And in this case, it is a mixture of PVE and PvP, and it's about a bunch of little cartoon people who their local arcade, I guess creates a super arcade by like hooking all the machines together and then the mega corporation hacks it and so you have to run around and fight creatures inside the arcade games got it that's yeah. cool i think yeah. i think one of the people who were involved with making that arcade tried to put a bar in it but they got shut down that's, that's right that's probably yeah. It, yeah there is a jail in this game where you can see that man <laughs> it's difficult um yeah this looks cool this is exactly the uh, and i say this a lot this is the perfect playstation plus game this is the kind of game that maybe you were sort of interested in or maybe you like had seen before um but didn't dive into and this is this is your chance to play a thing without spending additional money on it well remember when in order to play a multiplayer game you had to buy it yeah and i mean this again you could still i think you can still buy this but Mm -hmm. it's it's makes total sense as part of a subscription yeah because yeah. it's that's how you that's how you get people to jump on something and actually play it and you know create a community around it yeah you can actually get any video game for free if um <laughs> if you have a knife <laughs> <laughs> thanks brian <laughs> appreciate it a buddy a walmart <laughs> <laughs> okay the one a thing, nixon mask <laughs> the one weird thing i want to <laughs> bring up on the on the playstation blog where they announced that these are all coming out july 5th they posted that there is a there is a PlayStation Plus official monthly games inspired playlist on Spotify. That's right. Which, That's love music, baby. It's uh, it is definitely a good way to ruin a makeout session, I think, because it is like <laughs> some obvious stuff. You know, it's Crash Bandicoot. Gotta take you for a ride. <laughs> it is you know s- s- tracks from Crash Bandicoot, Dark Pictures Anthology, 
and then you've got some Horizon Zero Dawn, some that's Returnal. The only place in human history where you will find a playlist that has music from Crash Bandicoot and then like a bunch of shit from a horror <laughs> game. Yeah. No, it's a little it's a little weird. And then it gets weirder because they've also got like I don't know, they've got God of War soundtrack, then they've got they've got Father and Daughter by Paul Simon. Okay. And then they've got like the spongebob theme song wow <laughs> which i think was probably to, to you know piggyback on nickelodeon all-stars battle royale or what have you okay and then it goes to like ghost of tsushima soundtrack and then it's the rugrats theme but just what yeah it's a lot it's Man, I, I they're not those don't even seem sequenced properly by theme yeah. like if you were going to have a couple of those in a row and then get to like the more somber you know like the the japanese string instruments mm -hmm. and stuff like that but to have like spongebob ghost of tsushima and then <laughs> rugrats it's a lot what is happening there that's you're gonna get in a car accident if you drive around about there <laughs> anyway if you're doing if driving with that just be careful the, i i if you if you ask me what song is just the worst to come on, I think SpongeBob SquarePants. Like in the middle of doing anything, yeah. that's just that is that is like a three minute long like needle scratch like record. Yeah. Just <laughs> no, I mean same same with the rug. My I, my kids really into Rugrats, yeah. and like I can't oh, listen cool. to that. I don't like. There's a lot of crap that my kid likes that that makes its way to the car until I'm like, we can't listen mm -hmm. to this here. I'm I can't I'm can't do this. But Rugrats, I just never in a million years have I thought about like, oh, I'm getting the car. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know because i would drive into a tree yeah yeah that would be the end of it just listen to devo it's mark mother's Bob making music it's, it's meant to be heard in the car for adults. Yeah. <laughs> anyway moving on <laughs> i don't know it, like i said we we thought we were going to be doing a high energy god of war ragnarok post show mm -hmm. i'm waiting for my italian leakers to call Should me we, don't say italian leakers <laughs> I, do we want to do a thing where we we pick a date in november and whoever gets closest to the god of oh, war we've done that really? like four times this year i, I didn't know i don't watch what the you show do? What, what's your what's what's your date for the god of war november november 19th june 30th out tomorrow <laughs> or today if you're listening or tomorrow it's it tomorrow november not the 8th Maybe the eighth, thirteenth. Yeah, I swear I, I I did this show a couple months ago and we predicted and I already forgot what I predicted, but I feel like it was like the first week or two in November. Mm. I said um, September something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It would be nice to know. I I, just... I imagine prior to Black Friday mm. because they they probably want to sell some PS fives, and Friday, that's yeah. a pretty good thing to have on top of that. Another pretty good thing would be to have ps5s that's true they should try you that. know it's an idea maybe they could do like the star wars early bird special type of thing where you just have a coupon for a ps5 an empty box and then you have your copy of god of war you can just put on top of the box and be like got it <laughs> q3 next year baby you're gonna be a real console are there Yay. are there people out there that want a ps5 have wanted a ps5 since launch and still haven't been able to secure one like let Honestly, like, like leave a comment and let me know because I'm 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 fascinated by that because I know they're still impossible to get. But are there people that have that struck out for almost two years now? Because like I'm sure we gotta we gotta help those people. Like yes. that's 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 too much. That's too much to suffer. That's too it's too far. That's a lot. It's, it's been too long. Yeah, you know. That's gonna be tough. I imagine it's really difficult in other parts of the world outside. Like if you have a hard time, like finding something in the land of big box stores that mm -hmm. are, haven't been turned into spirit Halloween warehouses or whatever. That's not yet. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's tricky. Mm. So hope we get more of those out there. Um, hopefully alongside God of war, hopefully God of war comes out sometime soon. That would be kind of cool. 
Moving on to other first-party adjacent Sony-type things, a the Days Gone director has teamed up with a PlayStation veteran to form a new AAA studio to make a web 3.0 game. This is, let's see, Michael Mimbauer and John Garvin worked on a bunch of PlayStation stuff. That, um, did that feel like going on a little roller coaster right there? A little bit. Just like the, oh, Days Gone. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, 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 I don't know. Oh, Web 3. It's, yeah, the Web 3.0 <laughs> is where it kind of gets a little bit a little mm-hmm. bit messy. But, In the metaverse. So Garvin was fired <laughs> from Bend for being a, quote, disruptive personality. And yeah, he was a creative director of Days Gone and Siphon Filter. And that was his... He, Disruptive personality was apparently his words, and I guess had some arguments. And I don't, I don't know. That's, but anyway, he's working on a new game called Ashfall, which doesn't have any, doesn't have any trailer or anything out there. But it's described as an open world game set in a land ravaged by global warming, mysterious energy fields, and warring enclaves. Mm, regular you know, so Earth, yeah, pretty, pretty basically, yeah. You know, just go outside. <laughs> um, but it's. I, I drove through a mysterious energy <laughs> field this morning. Yeah, but it's going to start as a narrative-driven single-player game and then turn into a PvP slash PvE game. And you know, if you heard Web 3.0, you might have guessed that it is going to involve, I, I think, some NVT NFTs, NVTs, NVCs, <laughs> NVCs are podcasts. <podcast. laughs> so I guess the idea is to sort of try to tap into that, and you know, the sort of blockchain stuff has been not received great by gamers. So this uh, is bittersweet let's see what the top if i think if we if if you if if you say one more gaming buzzword this table's gonna collapse from (laughs) from the weight of gaming buzzwords we had like what open world pvp pve web3 nft blockchain sure uh narrative driven driven, post-apocalyptic nope yep ashfall is about as like you know just you know, crowd crowdsource video, just like video game name generator, yeah. as you can get. Battle pass. So the top, the top <laughs> comment on IGN is, is uh, <laughs> there it is. The table just, just collapsed. Big Papa eighty two starts same same deal. Former Days Gone director teams with PlayStation veteran to form new AAA studio announces Web three game. Emoji with the hard eyes. Yep. Dot dot dot. But later evolves into PvP PVE game, and then it's like thinky face and like flat. <laughs> yep. You know, yep. not quite frowning. And then Ashfall will also be a blockchain system. Dot 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 NFTs, and it's. I roll. And you lost me. And yep. that's kind of it. I don't yeah, know. That's, that's... I, I guess it's a good way to get money from investors because those are just the buzzwords and it's a kind of, you know, gold rush type of thing. I but... mean, the it's tanking. The NFTs are like I know. More, more or less than garbage. I don't know. It's, 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 I, I, I think garbage is, is more interesting because garbage <laughs> at least used to be something. <laughs> this NFTs were never anything. I, I feel like if you're a game dev and you're just getting into NFT stuff now, um, and not even just from like the perspective of li- literally everybody on planet Earth already being like, this is a grift yeah. and you're wrong and it's gross. But specifically on the gaming side, every single publisher yeah. that has been like, guys, we're getting into the NFT stuff gets unceremoniously beat down mm. by the audience and fully justifiably too because the audience is like no dude we don't want this we keep telling you we don't want this and now like six months later there are still devs that are just like nft and we're like didn't you hear what we do to people who say nft and it's like even nickelodeon did it like a week and a half ago yeah. not to keep shouting them out but uh, you know, airbud's doing it airbud is yeah, doing Airbud. nfts Airbud's you know, doing for it. all those amazing people who love the sports dog movies and the air the well, spooky there's nothing in the rule book that says a dog can't sell jpegs <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about Airbud. 
It's a good movie. We need that God of War release date. Corey. We're losing our mind. Corey, we're talking about we're, we're talking about NFTs and Airbud. We need that release date, man. We're you losing know, it over here. Like as part of like that whole like, oh, you know, like there's probably gonna be a God of War thing. Like, didn't Corey literally change his Twitter bio into like a Morse code or something? There was a yeah, no, there was um Okay, so there's there's that leaker named the Snitch, right? Who name uh, leaker? Yeah, right. Great name. <laughs> <laughs> there's a robber named the Thief, um, and no, so he he tweeted or, or they tweeted out. We don't know who this person is. Uh, this it it looked like a Morse code, but they they realized it was so, I'm f-ing like Gaelic for November thirtieth. <laughs> binary. It was it was a gift. It's that one. Or bash. I don't know. It's like zooming in on the the woodsman or whatever. But it was like Kratos, like grinning, and it was slowly zooming in. It was just flashing numbers at the bottom. Yes. Right. And then somebody pieced together that it was binary for thirty, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow is the thirtieth. Yes. So yep. again, if we get the God of War thing tomorrow. Don't say we didn't warn you, but we sure as hell didn't have anything to talk about on this friggin' episode. Well, I, I will I will promise you that if we do get the God of War thing tomorrow and we record beyond next week, we might still talk about Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen. It happens a lot. Yeah. You know, there's nothing in the rulebook that says a PlayStation podcast can't talk about Airbud. But do they even say the rulebook thing in that movie? Yeah, I think they do, so. right? Right. I'm pretty sure that's an actual line. Or is that one of those things that we just like a kind of attributed? <laughs> I hope not. It's such a good line. I know it really is. It's um, probably actually in there. <laughs> we can move on, I guess. I got it. This is a real. Who, who likes the French language? And Quebec, Quebecois politics. Quebecois you want to politics? hear about this? Let's get into it. All right. <laughs> Quebec. What's up, everybody? I, I've never been to Quebec. Most of what I know about Quebec comes from Letter Kenny. <laughs> Shout out to Mitch Dyer, who lives in Canada. Not Quebec. But not that's, Quebec. That's, a, yeah. that's what we got, really? Yeah. <laughs> there's a, so there's a new law because, uh, you know, Quebec is always trying to push French language being mm-hmm. the primary language over there. And they have a new law that is forcing immigrants to learn French to Where access going? government <laughs> services. Bear with me. Okay. And existing English speaking immigrants are going to have six months to learn French. Basically, they're going to have they're not going to have like an English option on their on their official websites or something. It seems to be the, the sort of gist of what I'm getting here. Mm-hmm. Point is that Ubisoft, WB, EA, Epic, Gameloft and Bethesda, to name a, name a few, have studios there and they make in, in Montreal specifically and they make a ton of money. They, you know, they I think it's one point seven billion dollars, I guess, Canadian in revenue mm. and English is often a primary language in, in games it's, right. or, or I guess international business or whatever. I mean, it's it's frequently that's what people learn to speak to sort of get around this kind of stuff. Mm. And it's probably going to sort of throw a monkey wrench in recruiting for those studios. That's that's an issue for them. Mm-hmm. If you're like, oh, and, uh, you know, you got to know how to use Unreal 5 and you know, do the coding and make the, the polygons and do all the, the textures and speak French. <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, sorry, say again. Wait, what's that? What's that? And, <laughs> Yeah, you know, no, that's I agree. Great for French speakers, but it's it's kind of tricky. So that's there's a little bit of controversy around that, and it's you know that's valid because that's it's nuts. that's a like that's one of I, I don't know if that's their main export. I guess yeah. they they probably also make I don't know, lumber, poutine up there, something like that. But mm-hmm. do is it fair to say that the Quebec care more about the French language than France? No, 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 okay. because we saw a recent thing with this too, where they. Um within the french government they're like we're not going to use loan words right like you can't say don't say esports i don't know what you say you have right. to say well, sports but that's like historic sportif electronic that's historic right like i know about this because i took french for four years in high school right which by the way six months 
not enough time to learn French. No, no, no I no. spent four years learning French, and I learned it. I had it, a good grasp of it for like six months, Same. and then it disappeared. Uh, did, did you have a French name? Did they give you a French name? No, I just I was boring. I went Matthew. You know. Oh, they called me that. Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> they called <Yeah>. you. <laughs> That's great. I was really annoyed. Uh, but and then no, I failed out. But. Like, but they have a government organization in France, right? That like that's the reason why the word for computer in in French in French is not le computer. It's mm-hmm. like informateur or something. Ordinateur. Yeah. yeah. It's because they've got like bureaucrats to like invent French words for things. You know. Right. So okay, that's. That sucks. Do you guys I, remember in Heavy Rain when the kids were French but the parents weren't? <laughs> they they had Fran- like French voice actors for the kids, but really? the parent yeah, and so all the all the kids were like papa, and he was lost in the mall again, <laughs> and the father was like Jason, where's Jason? That game is you can you can almost kind of like just gaslight yourself and be like this is this is really good if you if you play it in French yeah. and the second you switch over to English you're like this is <laughs> this is hokey baloney I feel like if Quebec was a high school kid who like insisted on speaking French regardless like they're in America and then they're just speaking French all the time and you're like can you please not do that mm-hmm. like they would get bullied but you can't bully the government of Quebec no <laughs> yeah no no, so we sound we're, we sound like idiots talking about this as well as many many other topics we've tackled this episode. You're, you're but, French, right? So not nah, really. Uh, aren't you a little bit French? Uh, not really. No. Oh. I mean, by a long shot. I, I was trying to give you high school. I'm trying to give you a pass, you know. Okay. Hmm. You can but call I can them. I have I have my my Italian <laughs> leakers. I've seen like seven seasons of Letter Kenny. They talk about Quebec in one of those. I think. Mm. You know? Do you have any French leakers in your phone? French leakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. That's for a different podcast. Awful. <laughs> Good God. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about? This is a top five episode game? for sure. This is really up there. Yeah. No. This is a slow news week. It's. It, yeah. No. Let's, it's, let's check if the release date's here. Is there yet. anything happening on there? You seriously pull out your phone. Let's see if there's anything. Matt, how you doing? What's going on with you? I'm doing good. Are we, are we at the point where we're talking about like things we're doing? Or sure. Or, why yeah. not? Go for it. Oh, Crash Bandicoot uh, got a, a DUI. Oh, no. Apparently, yeah, he was in a cart and he drove into a factory that only sells already filled up balloons. So the cops described it as amazing and cool as shit. <laughs> That's all I. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot more like <laughs> Crash Bandicoot more like drives recklessly Bandicoot. <laughs> You know, Dornbush, you picked a you picked a good week to take a vacation, and next week, next year, I'm going to take a vacation this week too, so I don't have a cover for you because this, this, mm-hmm. this is blood from a stone over here. <laughs> Dornbush is going to he'll have the release date next week. He will. No, he's going to come back and be like Beyond and Hello. I wrote a poem about God of War's release date. Buckle mm-hmm. up, everybody. Here's a memory card. Brian, you playing anything these days? Uh, I played through a bunch of TMNT, and I started this game on my Steam Deck that's on every platform called Dismantle, which I really, really love. Um, I'm like completely hooked on it. It's spelled D-Y-S-M-A-N-T-L-E. It's sort of a like a top. It's it's one of those kind of like it's you know scavenging, crafty type games, but it's super arcadey and. Um, you it's got like great rpg elements so you level up really quickly um you fight you know kind of like uh the cauliflower head last of us zombie looking dudes mm. uh but it's got it's got like kind of different left for dead style zombie trope stuff in it but it's just really fun because you just go around you learn recipes you bash stuff with your crowbar 
collect lumber and build stuff and like you're just constantly upgrading constantly getting new tools the survival loops really cool it reminds me of games like um lost in blue or survival kids back on the game boy game boy color and stuff like that so yeah check that out it's really colorful it's really bright it's not it's not like gross post-apocalyptic it's way more arcadey it's it feels more no it seems like they got the they got the trees memo from last of us to put in trees and bushes and whatnot yeah yeah. Um, so check that out. Wow. We pulled up. Yeah. Oh, we pulled up there. footage very nice. quickly. Good job. So yeah, I'm crowbar in the logo. I've been really hooked on this game. I think it's on sale on like every platform right now for some random reason, but it dropped in 2020. It's also on switch. It, to me, it's like a perfect handheld game. If you have one of those like backbone controllers and you want to remote play into your PlayStation, check it out. Uh, but yeah, I, I love this thing and yeah. And turtles turtles was so much fun. Um, I played through, the new TMNT game, like a, a five or six times, I think I want to like go and like max out every character just because sure. it's fun to do that. There's a there's a trophy in that game for beating up uh, the Rat King with the Splinter, mm. and I think I don't know why I call him the Splinter, but the Splinter. with Splinter. So that's that's good. I like that they did that. That's, that's cute. a nice thing. That's yeah. a fun one. That looks good. I love the Rat King as a, a character. Mm-hmm. Hate that boss fight. I know where mm-hmm. he just keeps whistling and brings all the rats in. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can actually whoop his ass really quickly if you're, you know what you're doing. You get mm. a bunch of bunch of your friends, you and your boys, jump that dude. Yeah, playing that game with with like a full roster is just cartoon chaos. It oh is like yeah, such a, it's such a lovable wreck. I love mm-hmm. it. Matt, are you playing anything cool? Anything yeah. exciting? What's going on in your life? How I'm are playing, you? Uh, I'm, I'm good. This guys, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Uh, I'm playing Neon White. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it that? Is sick as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's um. It's an like it's an anime style game, right? You're dead. You go to heaven. You have to earn your place in heaven, right? And you do it by essentially doing speed runs through levels, right? And it's, uh, yeah, uh, you're racing through obstacle courses. Ever you get power ups, and you you find shortcuts. You're basically supposed to shave as many seconds as you can. Yep. Uh, the key thing is that there's leaderboards, so you see all your friends' times, and every time you see like, like, oh, they did this level in 14 seconds, I can do it in 13, right? And nope. you just you just want to do it, right? And Full disclosure: this yeah. is this is currently only on Switch and PC. Switch and PC, yes. But yeah. it uh, seems very possible it'll it'll show up on other systems because oh, yeah. if, if a Switch can run it. PS5 can probably figure it out. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. I'm sure. But yeah, it's great. What I love about like the sort of aesthetic and the sort of like storytelling about this game is I feel like we're at a point where a lot of like game developers today, uh, like younger ones, grew up playing like Suda51 games. And now they're like, this is what I grew up with. Now I'm going to make my own. It's, yeah. got, it's got strong like Killer7 Absolutely, absolutely. So they got um, Spike, uh, Steve Bloom to mm, voice the yep. main character. It's just such a cool throwback but i've been obsessed with this game like yeah i uh, isn't it kind of horny too a little bit isn't People, it just, I mean, it's got like the doesn't it sort of have like a visual novel thing yeah it's got like a visual novel thing you can you know sort of like you, you can give gifts to other characters and like unlock little like side adventures and like little dates and things like that but mm-hmm. like it's really it's a, just an arcadey speed run game and it's just it's sick as hell it's That's so cool. fun I, i'm enjoying it too I, I like the concept of like a, a sort of mirror's edge style game that's mm-hmm. fo- hyper focused on on speed running specifically but it's also got a like a significant first person shooter element to yeah. it um that's actually like a a big part of it and yeah same deal like beating a level and then seeing your friends on the leaderboards mitchell saltzman man <laughs> what 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 that that dude was born with superpowers yeah. shout out to mitchell saltzman from ign i i don't even understand how you are so good at games like that I'll, I'll beat a level in this game and it'll be like that was the fastest i could possibly go and then look again and mm-hmm. he's like seven seconds and i'm like how did you do that 
It's good. Kit is good. When you find a shortcut like organically on your own, like either by accident or, or you see something, like mm -hmm. the level, the brain power that you feel, you know, just to sort of like I've obtained a new level of intelligence sort of emotion that you get is just next level. Yeah. Put this game on PlayStation. Please yeah. put this game on PlayStation. Put this game everywhere, but get this get this on PlayStation so we can justify the last three minutes without getting yelled at. Oh. Cool. So now one last bit. Uh John R on YouTube. Left a comment saying, well done, Max. Tough to do the holiday cover. Thanks, John. But more importantly, said Plague Tale Requiem gameplay is just out. So that'll be worth a look and good talking point. Yeah, I've been... This game is stunningly gorgeous. Yeah. This is, I feel like, a properly next-gen looking game. Yeah. This is kind of what I was hoping to see. And it's stunning to see it from what I believe is a pretty small studio. Did you guys get a chance to check out this, this gameplay at all? I saw the gameplay and I, I played through the first game, which I really, really liked. Um, I think it got... It got kind of pushed aside by a lot of people mm. early on because it, A, has a pretty slow start um, or slightly slow start. They do a lot of like uh, kind of weaving the tutorial stuff into the opening hours of like the narrative, which a lot of games do. But I think this one, it's, you know, kind of takes its time. And it's also not the longest game. But man, once it gets going, it's really, really special. It definitely has like slight shades of The Last of Us because there's like this, you know, horrific thing that happened and, you know, there's... An adult and a child have to navigate the world and figure it out. Uh, and there's stealth. But I really, really think this game is special. I really think it's worth a look. Uh, it's going to be a long time before we get another Last of Us game outside of the remake. And so please check this this out. I know it's on Game Pass. I know it was on PlayStation Plus at some point as well. Um, but it's also regularly pretty cheap. But the sequel looks even better it's like one of the more uh beautiful looking games we've seen out of next gen yet i'm actually not sure if it's coming to last gen or not but it doesn't feel like one of those games that's being held back if there's a small team working on this game which there is i think they're doing a really good job of kind of like hiding the fact that this isn't a massive open world game this is very kind of focused and narrative driven and they're putting all of those assets and all that money and all that time into like some really gorgeous animation and voice acting and environments and stuff like that and they're they're hiding the fact that this is not a big bloated open world game this is a focused experience but it's still really 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 good so please play the first one second one looks awesome cannot wait for it uh this is only coming to next gen good it's coming to Switch, though, but through cloud, mm. streamy, steamy, whatever. And no offense to the last-gen people. There's literally millions of, of you out there. Uh, I'm glad you're still getting stuff like Horizon and, you know, God of War and yeah. stuff like that. But at some point, we gotta we got to let go of you. Like, we got to... <laughs> you you got to get, you know, Hans Grubert or whatever off the building. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're, we're pushing... Was eight years since the PS4 came out? Yeah. Something like that? Almost 10. Wasn't it 2013? 2013. That was 2014. 2013. 2014. Who would know, yeah. really? What are years anymore? What am, I, what am I supposed to look at on a computer? <laughs> yeah, I don't even have one of those here. No, I need to go finish uh, Plague Tale. I played a, a chunk of the first one, and again, like you said, it it, it kind of just scared me off, or didn't yeah. scare me off. It mm -hmm. just kind of bored me. It was very it, you know slow slow tutorial rollout. But what I think is, it, I think it's interesting that it's it seems like it puts story first and kind of gamifies on top of that. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a few notches up from telltale almost in terms of how you know it's it's very it's very narrative centric like it's not super crunchy mechanically yeah. and it looks like the sequel is is changing that like it looks mm -hmm. like they've added a lot more you know a lot more sort of gamey stuff to it 
I think rightfully, like the studio understands that no one is making a game set in medieval France, right? And that they've got something unique on their hands. Yeah. And like like and they want to like sort of indulge in it. And they absolutely should, because like there there are no games set in this time period tackling the subject matters that they're tackling. So it's very cool to see it. And it yeah. Yeah, scale wise, it, it's sort of something it kind of reminds me of like Hellblade, right? Where you're like, this is this is a smaller team, but they're they're maximizing the hell out of everything that they're putting into it. This is out October 18th, too. <laughs> yeah, that rules. So that's cool. It's yeah, I Hellblade is a very interesting comparison. When's the Last of Us remaster out? Was that the tw- September something? Mm. Oh yeah. So okay. The fall the fall is starting to build up a little bit. Mm. Little by little. Yeah. Nothing like massive yet, thanks to uh, you know, the lack of God of War release date. Yeah, Last but... of Us Part One is on September 2nd. Got it. So there you go. On that note. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up. I think we're gonna wind it down. We I think we had one of the most action packed episodes to date. Really, mm-hmm. just it's just the never had so much news in one episode. Yeah. That's for sure. Good lord, we really spent a long time bagging on the Quebec. I know, <laughs> you know, and and um, I will say um, our condolences to the Bandicoot family. <laughs> that is a horrible, amazingly funny way to die. But <laughs> look, he's been he's always going through a divorce. Yeah. I know. It's been a lot. It's been long. It's drawn out. A lot of lawyers going back and forth. It's having a rough time. I know we got to see his legal name, Chris Bandicoot. <laughs> that was weird that they put that out there. Okay, who's Crash Bandicoot married, or was he married to? Uh, it's a secret. Oh. <laughs> they never said. This <laughs> is Cart. He's married to the Cart. Cart Bandicoot. Cart Bandicoot. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're going to wrap things up. Thank you so much for listening and bearing with us. And again, if they just dropped the giant God of War gameplay dump. Like twenty minutes ago, or three hours Don't say from now. Giant dump. <laughs> you said French leakers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bearing with us and tolerating us. I promise you, we'll have a much better episode next week because Jonathan Dornbush will be back from his exotic r- rat exotic vacation trip to the theme park with all the mice and stuff. I thought he went to Hawaii. Down. I don't. We have that running thing about him going to the rat park. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. did. Well, he they have a new one in Hawaii. He said that, and I was like, oh, he went to Disneyland, and then he when I saw Instagram, he's on Hawaii, and I was yeah. like, Max. That's there's good. there's a, a rat theme park in Hawaii. No, in all, in all seriousness, Dornbush posted something really cute. It's uh, he and Barrett are hanging out there, and they found the exact spot that is a Persona Five backdrop. Mm-hmm. Or, or is it Persona Five? Yeah, Persona yeah. Five. Yeah. Where they just, I guess they go to a Hawaiian hotel or yeah, something. And they like location scouted in, a, in the team at Atlas, which is like we'll just put this in the game. <laughs> that's so cute. Well, if I you think it. that's cool, I'm going on vacation to the balloon factory that killed Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> What? Thanks, Brian. What are you not telling us? Did you kill Crash Bandicoot? I uh, I will not legally be able to tell you. We don't have to keep doing the show anymore. We've we've I think we've run out the clock. We can. I think we did. We all have to yell the the name of the show at the end, right? We do. Okay. Want to do? uh, I'll do it. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Is there anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on? Anything cool? (laughs) You're going to say something stupid, aren't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> you, you can tell myself. Matt, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, no, but no. Okay. No plug. Okay, I want to plug something for Matt. Matt just won an Academy Award. I did. No, no, no. Matt, you won an award. <laughs> I did. Uh, yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, I won the LA Press Club SoCal Journalism Award for a, a story I wrote about Asian American developers. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's yeah. about Asian American developers, right? And, yes. and uh, basically how... Their their work was impacted by everything that was happening over the last few years. Yeah, hate crimes and all that hate stuff. Hate crimes, yeah. So a lot of you know the anti Asian sentiments in in the COVID COVID times. Uh, I, I reached out to a bunch of developers and like I think one of the main things is that people don't really think about uh, Asian Americans specifically in game devs because Asian Asia in general is so well represented in games. Sort of, it's a nuance. Right. 
it's a nuanced conversation, you know? So yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. But yeah, you won an award and we were, we were debating before this show, whether or not you're actually going to get a physical award and we don't know. And so we thought that if you don't get one, we would reach out to the audience. And if anybody has like a stepdad that works at a trophy company, (laughs) (laughs) we would love to get Matt like a, you know, like a, a guy, a kid kicking a soccer ball or something. We're going to replace the ball with a laptop. Yeah. We have ideas. What, what we're have, saying, you have a whole bag of those like soccer kicking trophies for yeah. some reason. I don't know what you I, did. Yeah. Oh, my friend gave them to me. He's like, here, you want these? I'm like, Hell yeah. I love soccer. And <laughs> what? I just, yeah. I had like a dozen. They were really, really cheap, but do you have any more? No, I got rid of them. Oh. Okay. Well, we're going to, if, if we'll Matt, get you a trophy, if uh, Matt doesn't get a trophy, we're going to get him a trophy, a platinum trophy. Cause That's you right. did it all. Right. Thank you. I have a <laughs> video going up at some point about Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs and stuff like that. It's sort of an opinion piece, featurette type of thing. We're trying to do more stuff like that. And I also have my monthly videos on all the games and that are coming out and some of the streaming things that are coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's not a busy, not a craziest busy month for, for games. Not really a ton of things happening I, out there. I did an op-ed on uh, The Last of Us rema- uh, remasters or, or Last of Us Part 1, it's legally called. Um, and it's price and whether or not it's worth $70. And uh, I had like a lot of really good comments on that. So go check that out. That's on this on YouTube. So if you need more PlayStation rambling from me, I talk about the zoo that I went to and, and how I bought a $13 beer there. And that's why you shouldn't trust me when I ask you whether or not something is worth money because I actually don't know because I'm bad at it. Okay. On that note, thank you all for listening and beyond. 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 Hi, I'm S.E., one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics, the most welcoming place for LGBTQ plus folks and women to chat comics, fiction, and pop culture. Bitches are both wanted and encouraged on our podcast. We speak with amazing guests about the media they've created, critiqued, and loved. And you don't have to just take our word for the great time we're having over here. We've been named a Best Comic Book Podcast by several publications, including Book Riot, The Mary Sue, and Comic Book Herald. So tune in and listen to us talk with your faves like Carmen Maria Machado, Amy Chu, Mari Naomi, Anthony Oliveira, and many, many others. Our whole goal is to include more folks in the comic book and pop culture world and to help new readers find comics and speculative books they'll love, with no shade for being new. You can find Bitches on Comics wherever you get your podcasts, and you can learn more at bitchesoncomics.com.